Welcome to Growing in Grace with Pastor Victor Morrison. This is a ministry of First Baptist Church located at 1700 Milam Street, Columbus, Texas. We are praying that God will bless you as you listen to this message. If you would like additional information on worship times and ministries at FBC Columbus, you can find out more at our website, fbccolumbustx.org. And now, take your copy of God's Timeless Word as Pastor Victor gives today's message. Welcome to Growing in Grace. I'm so glad you join us. I apologize if my voice sounds a little raspy or froggy. I remember uh, sitting across the table in Canada from a, a rancher that uh, was always uh, loving, but also <laughs> he was so honest. And he said, uh, "When I, whenever I think of you preachers, I think of a frog. And so with froggy throat today, I think about that. And uh, I said, how come you think of preachers as being frogs? He said, well, what's not stomach is a big old mouth. <laughs> and so anyway, hopefully you can put up with my mouth today as I try to uh, bring you God's word. And we won't even approach the topic of uh, the stomach. But anyway, I'm glad you're here and I hope you're having a great day. I know I'm having a good day and I'm excited to share with you a message from Mark 10 verses 46 to 52. I've entitled this message, Called Out of Darkness into light. I want to ask if you do me a quick favor. Would you just close your eyes for a moment? What do you see? Just darkness, right? You can open them. If you have a copy of God's Word, please follow along. If you're just listening or driving or something like that, then just listen as I read Mark 10 verses 46 to 52. I think before I finish reading these verses, you know what I mean when I'm talking about called out of darkness into light. And they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. How about that? The Lord Jesus Christ called this man out of darkness into light. And I know that some people say this was actually uh, the last miracle that Jesus performed on his way to the cross. I don't know about that one. But I will tell you this, I think it's a living demonstration of the message and the power of the cross. I think it illustrates what I'm praying the Lord will do over the next few weeks from uh, reaching out with something we call paid for you, going into our spring Bible conference, followed by uh, Resurrection Sunday. I'm so excited this time of the year. 
But I want to uh, just share with you from this passage just a few principles that seem to stand out to me. You know, I'm praying for people in my community that feel overwhelmed. You know, here is a man sitting in darkness in his community, but I can't help but wonder who in my life is sitting in darkness. Not maybe a physical darkness like this man, but a spiritual darkness. And maybe they're right here in my community and I see them each and every day. You know, all of us are spiritually blind without Christ. That's why Romans 3.10 says there's none righteous. Romans 3.23 says all have sinned and fall short. Do you remember when you were like that? I can still remember when I was like that my freshman year at university. I felt so, so lonely. I felt I was sitting in darkness all alone. What I find fascinating is in this same chapter of Mark chapter 10, you have two men, actually. You have the rich young ruler, and then you have this blind beggar. And the rich young ruler, well, some people would say that guy, he had it all. But you know, whenever he walks off the pages of Scripture, I believe he walked off not having it all, but he went away empty. But here's another man. The Bible calls him a beggar. But he had nothing materially, and yet he went away full. So I'm wondering, are there people like that? You know, in the book of Revelation, uh, it wasn't in Jericho, but another community called Laodicea. And there were some people there that said, they claimed, I have need of nothing. They were a wealthy city. But what they didn't know was that in the Lord's sight, they were poor. And he also says in Revelation 3, 14 through 22, not only were they poor like this blind beggar, but they were also blind. And yet many of them could probably see. Bartimaeus was overwhelmed in his life. Because of his blindness, he probably was broke. He couldn't work. He couldn't find a job where that didn't need sight. And so it left him to simply sit there on the side of the road in Jericho begging. I wonder if from his perspective, he felt that life was a bummer. Do you know of anyone who is yet to become aware of their need without Christ? When I was in Japan, I knew of a professor of dentistry. Oh, he was just a jet setter. He could do so much and had so much. But I, I recall when I first came to know him, he had just been humbled. He had a stroke one day and he realized even though he had position and he had a lot of possessions, he didn't have Christ. And so everything changed. I recall where another young man that I met um, up in Tokyo, this man uh, was a television commercial producer. And so he drove a BMW and he also had status, but he didn't have Christ. And I prayed for his son that his son would be healed. His son had a severe case of asthma. When they took him to the doctor, the doctor said, you know what? I don't know what's happened, but your son doesn't have asthma anymore. And that man came to my house and right there in my house in uh, Yokohama, actually, uh, that, that young man sat there and said, would you tell me about your God? Because I haven't known what to do for my son and I need your God. And so when I presented the plan of salvation, he says to me, I, I said to him, would you like to follow Christ? And you know what he said? just like Bartimaeus. He said, yes, I would like to follow Christ. And I said, you know what I said? I was in shock. 
He had so much. It was like disbelief on my part. And I said, really? You would like to receive Christ? I couldn't believe it. But you see, people just need the Lord whenever they don't have Him. And so they could feel overwhelmed in a particular season in their life. But also notice in verses 46 and 47, not just a man who was overwhelmed, but a man who had an opportunity. You know, many people complain about the obstacles in their life and that they're overlooking the opportunities that God is bringing to them in their life. You know, um, there was another man in Jericho, not only Bartimaeus, but there's a biblical character in Jericho given an opportunity to follow Christ. He also got up and he followed Christ. As a matter of fact, he had to climb up in a tree in order to see Jesus. And that man from Jericho's name was Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, Luke 19 tells us that Zacchaeus also seized the opportunity that was before him. You see, verse 46 tells us what the opportunity was. This, this blind man named Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was in town. Jesus was in town, and so every opportunity has a possibility. When we have a Bible conference, when we have worship services, when we have a vacation Bible school, when we offer opportunities for teenagers, it's only an opportunity. And every opportunity is just a possibility. But remember that opportunities also, they come with a limited time. Sometimes people refer to it as the window of opportunity. I call it the liability of an opportunity. Because what does verse 46 tell us about Jesus? It says he's leaving. He was going out and they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples, a great crowd, Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus was sitting by the roadside. So Jesus is leaving. Jesus is passing by. You know, it's our responsibility to cry out to the Lord. You know, there's an old song, it's a hymn that says, Pass me not, pass me not, O gentle Savior. You know, we need to say, O Lord, I need the message that you have. I need the healing power or I need the transformational power that you can bring into my life. And so please, Lord, I cry out. And that leads me to the third observation that I had with this text is I'm praying that people in my community would cry out to Jesus. So let's pray for an outcry from where you are. You know, the outcry of Bartimaeus is all over this biblical testimony. It's Bartimaeus' story, no doubt. But I believe God put it in the Bible for a reason. Because I don't know about you, but the day I got saved, I cried out to him and I asked the Lord, the day that not only I got saved, but the day that my father got saved. He told me about it personally. He said, Victor, I was working on the machine. And he said, I was singing the song, He Touched Me. And he said, as I was singing that song, I just began to weep uncontrollably. So he said, I said to Jesus, well, just come on in, Jesus. Just come on into my life. And you know that he said that his supervisor looked like he was going to come and talk to my dad, but suddenly the supervisor thought of something he forgot in his office. And so he turned and went back. And my dad was 
able to finish, simply calling upon the Lord. You know, if perhaps that's where you are, maybe you feel overwhelmed. Maybe you're still in darkness. There's an opportunity for you today to trust Christ, to cry out to Him. Romans 10, 9 and 10 tells us that if we'll simply believe, if we will confess and believe in our heart, if we will call upon the Lord, it says in Romans 10, 13, then He will save us. This guy, it says he called out from the Lord, from his heart. He began to cry out to Jesus. He didn't have to go through anyone else. He was able to call directly to the Lord. And notice how repentant his call was. He says, have mercy on me. I don't believe that Bartimaeus was a perfect man. He was a broken man. He was a repentant man. But he just simply said, Lord, have mercy on me. And he said, son of David. I think, isn't that a perfect balance? Repentance and faith. Repentance and faith. When he said son of David, that was a messianic term for the Messiah, for the Savior. And here was this man. He didn't know a lot, but he knew to call him son of David, and he knew to come to the Lord with brokenness and repentance. And so right there in front of all those people, he just yells it out. He just says, please, Lord, just like my dad that night, come on in, Jesus. I need you. Please come into my life and help me. Would you cry out that way to Jesus today? You know, if you do, I wish that I could promise you, oh, nothing bad will happen if you'll just call out to the Lord. But we know from this story that that's not what happened to him. When he cries out, it says that the gatekeepers, that's what we used to call them when I was on the mission field in Japan. The people that are in opposition to the gospel, they don't want people to hear about Christ because they want people to stay in their religion or they want people to stay separated from the Lord. But you know what? Not only the walls of Jericho that fell down in Joshua, Joshua's day, but I believe that even though those gatekeepers were trying to put up gates to keep Bartimaeus from being touched by Jesus, from being healed by Jesus, from following Jesus. It didn't matter. He didn't care because it says, and many rebuked him, but then they were telling him, you be silent. But I think about a song that I used to sing with Stephen Curtis Chapman, I will not go quietly. <laughs> Bartimaeus did not go quietly. He was so excited. I remember asking my brother, how did you receive Christ? He said, when they gave an invitation at the end of the service, I ran down that aisle and I said to the pastor, I'm so sorry for my sins. Wow, Bartimaeus did not keep silent. It says he cried out all the more. This is what happens when someone gets a hold of a heart. They can't help it. They're just gonna cry out. They're just gonna run to the Lord. But I noticed sort of like where you and I fit in. Let's say that you've already prayed to receive Christ. You're already following Christ. Well, you can help people like Bartimaeus. That's where I see verse 49 coming into play. There's outreach also exemplified in this passage. Do you know that Jesus had to stop? He's leaving. He's leaving Jericho, right? But he stops when he hears this. And you know what he says? He says to those people around him, call that man, go call him. And they went and called him. Did you notice the working together? 
It says they called him. So a group of them break through that crowd. They find that blind man sitting there and they said, hey, have we got a message for you? Did you notice how they presented the message? Did they say, hey, you need to be quiet over here. You're nothing but a sinful man. No, they didn't say that. They said, take heart, get up. He's calling you. They were just extending the invitation that Christ was offering to this man. Wow, how would you respond if you would have been Bartimaeus? Well, the biblical text tells us how he responded. You know what he did? He got up and it says that he took the cloak that was around him off because he wanted to be free to go toward Jesus. He didn't want any restrictions. So I couldn't help but think about how we need to pray that people would be sort of willing, like Bartimaeus, to say, you know what? If my garment is a restriction to me, I'm going to leave it behind and I'm going to run to Jesus. You know, I'm sure that that garment, it was probably comfortable. It kept him warm. But you know what? It was a hindrance to him at that moment. I'm sure it was useful to him to keep him from the sun. But you know what? That moment, it was nothing more than an impediment. Is there something that's preventing you from going forward with Christ? Or is it someone? Maybe there are gatekeepers telling you to be silent, telling you to to not say anything more. Or maybe it's something in your life, a habit. And the habit is standing between you and Jesus helping you. Oh, listen, do you know that Jesus taught a parable, the parable, excuse me, of the prodigal son, and the parable of the prodigal son pictures this dad who runs toward the prodigal whenever he sees the prodigal coming back home. Do you know that if you'll take a few steps toward Christ, if you'll take a few steps toward the heavenly father that created you, loves you, knows you, gave his son to die on a cross in substitute for our sin payment, do you know he'll get up and he'll run toward you? He's not going to sit there throwing rocks and telling you, get away from me, you sinful person. Oh, no. Listen, there's such an incredible offer from Jesus once Bartimaeus comes to him. Bartimaeus can't even see Jesus, right? So what does Jesus do? He uses his words. And what does he say to this man? What do you want me to do for you? I believe that the Lord would be saying that to you today. What do you want God to do for you? What do you want the Lord to do? Wow, man, you know, it's rare for for scripture to actually give someone's name. But we have this man's name, right? So many people were helped in the scripture and yet their name wasn't given. But this blind man's name is given. We know him to be Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus. There was also another man who had died and his sisters were grieving. And that man's name is given. His name was Lazarus. Jesus called him out of the tomb. There was a man that whenever Peter saw they were coming to arrest Jesus, he took things into his own hands. He said, no, you want to arrest my savior, my master. And so he takes his sword and he cuts off this man's ear. I remember thinking that he was a bad aim because he cut this man's ear until one time I heard a guy that was 
advanced in martial arts tell me, oh no, Peter must have been really skillful with that sword to cut off that guy's ear. And what he's basically saying is, I could have cut off your head, but I'm only going to remove your ear because I'm serious. Don't take another step. But of course, Jesus stopped Peter and said, Peter, put away your sword. You know, I'm just so amazed that Bartimaeus, Lazarus, Malchus was that guy's uh, name that had his ear removed. But you know what? Those are the only three. Everyone else that was healed, their names were never mentioned. But these three, whenever Jesus healed them, God wanted their names remembered. You know what? God, God knows your name. He knows the hairs on your head. He knows before you were ever born, He knows how many days were allotted for you. That's what it says in Psalm 139, that God knows the, the days before there were even any of those days. And so just know the Lord loves you so much. You know, there's something fitting about the postscript to this account because he says, what do you want? What do you think that Bartimaeus said to Jesus? Well, Bartimaeus said, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Wow, what a great ending to the story, right? Jesus offers this. The man answers back and says, what I want you to do is just restore my sight. So Jesus says, you know what? Go your way. Your sight has been uh, given to you. Your faith has made you well. But that's not the end of the story, right? No. I want to pray that people will simply follow Christ in obedience because that's the way to respond when God expresses his goodness to us, when he's so kind to us, when he does heal us, when he does something in our lives. What should be our response? I love the way that this postscript is written right here in Mark chapter 10, uh, right at the end of the passage in verse 52. It says, and immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Isn't that incredible? Jesus said, you know what? I'm going to heal you because of your faith in me. I'm going to heal you of your blindness. You'll receive your sight and you can go your way. But whenever he gets his sight, you know what this blind Bartimaeus says that now can see? He said, you know what? I don't want to go my way anymore. I want to follow you, Jesus. That is the commitment of my life. He's done so much for me. Now, man, I just want to follow him. I want to follow him in obedience and surrender, in daily repentance. I don't know about you, but I'm not a perfect follower of Christ. I mean, I'm a pastor, yes, but even as a pastor, you know, I, I sometimes fail and make mistakes and I get off track. But you know what I remember? I remember that the Lord said, if we will simply confess our sins, that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Wow, what an incredible deal we have with God. Here we are so broken. Here we are so rebellious. Here we are off on the wrong track. Sometimes, you know what? I turn the lights out in my life. Sometimes the darkness is my fault. I'm going through the hard times I'm going through because of me. 
Not always, but sometimes, right? So what does the Lord say? What do you want me to do for you? And I say, Lord, I'd really like to have the light. I'd really like to see. I'd really like for you to help me in my life. Man, you know what? He's going to come. The Father's going to get up when he sees you coming toward him. He's going to run to meet you. He's going to run and throw his arms around you and welcome you. He's going to help you in your life. Does it mean you'll never have any other problems? No. Doesn't mean all of our problems go away. It doesn't mean there will never be another gatekeeper that'll say, don't you speak, don't you say anything. No, it doesn't mean that. But what it means is that he will be in my life and he will be showing me how gracious and good he is. I will get to know who this Savior is. I mean, Bartimaeus, he didn't know a lot, but one thing he knew was, what if I call out to the son of David and I simply ask for mercy? He got more than mercy. The Lord Jesus Christ brought him out of darkness into light. That's my heartbeat for my community. How about your heartbeat for your community? Your heartbeat for your family? Your heartbeat for your friends? Will you be like those disciples that went to Bartimaeus there in the darkness and they said, get up. We've got great news for you. Be of good cheer because he is calling you. Man, I'd love to pray with you as you finish out uh, this podcast and maybe you're at the end of your day. Maybe you're at the beginning of your day. I don't know. But anyway, let me just pray for you and uh, you talk to the Lord too uh, from your heart. But let me lead you, okay? Lord, I thank you so much for passages like this. This was a real man. He really was in Jericho. There, there really was a place. There is a place called Jericho. And there was a man named Bartimaeus. And there's a Savior named Jesus. And whenever Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was passing by, he said, Son of David, have mercy on me. And when Jesus said, what would you like for me to do for you? He said, Lord, Rabbi, I sure would like to see. And you, Jesus, you healed him. You brought him out of darkness. You brought him into light. And I know there's lots of people in our community. There's lots of people in every community that's far beyond where I live. You love them. You want to bring them out of spiritual darkness and into the light, the light of your love and the light of your joy, the light of your peace, the light of your purpose. Someday, the light of being right there with you in heaven, in your presence. You want to bring them into the light of, of the indwelling Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord, there's just no end to it. We could go on and on all day. But that's my prayer for my friends who have uh, chosen to listen today to Growing in Grace. Would you bless them? Would you bring them out of darkness into light? Perhaps there's some like my father, and he didn't even know what to say that night. They may be on the job. They may be driving down a highway. They may be sitting at home in their recliner or somewhere else. Maybe they're working out at the gym and they're listening to this podcast. I don't know. But Lord, wherever they are, let them know that you're passing by and you're offering them this incredible opportunity if they'll just simply cry out to you, cry out to you. Thank you, Jesus, that you bring people out of darkness into light. I know because I was there. I was just like Bartimaeus. 
I once sat in darkness and you brought me out of darkness into your marvelous light. I pray that for my friends listening today. In Jesus' powerful and wonderful name I pray, amen. Hey, thank you so much for uh, listening today. Pray that God has blessed you. Uh, Listen, he said that his word would not go back to him void. So what we looked at today was nothing more than the word of God. You don't have to remember what I said, but don't forget what he said. He will bring you out of darkness into light, just like he did Bartimaeus. God bless. Have a great day. This is a ministry of First Baptist Church located at 1700 Milam Street, Columbus, Texas.